The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was teaching in the temple, and a large crowd was listening to him. He said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearances say long prayers. They will receive a greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Our readings provide us with wonderful insights. The first, with respect to the woman in the Gospel, might be easily missed, and it's what Jesus does. Jesus notices her. He doesn't gaze on the high and mighty, the movers and shakers who put in large sums of money, making a show of things, all for appearances. She puts in just two small copper coins, which doesn't even amount to a penny. But Jesus focuses on her. And then he does more. He gathers his disciples so that they will notice, because they're going to be the future leaders of the church. And now, of course, it's recorded in Scripture so that every generation thereafter, including us, will also notice. This is important because what is being said here is that God sees everything we do, but he particularly focuses on our kind acts of love, sacrificial love, giving of ourselves, holding nothing back like this woman who had nothing, gave everything. I'm reminded of the story of St. Thomas More in the movie A Man for All Seasons. There's a scene in which he's just been made Lord Chancellor of England, the highest position, just under the king. And a young man comes to him by the name of Richard Rich. He's just graduated from Oxford. He wants a position of power, recognition, esteem, And so he comes to St. Thomas More and asks to recommend him to the king's court. But Thomas knows that that comes with lots of temptation, bribes, political intrigue. So he says to Richard, Richard, why don't you become a teacher? You would make a very fine teacher. Richard replies sadly, and if I did, who would notice? St. Thomas replies, you, your students, God, not a bad audience. But Richard Rich goes away sad because he wants that position of power and he will eventually betray St. Thomas More, committing perjury at his trial, 
leading to the martyrdom of St. Thomas More. And Richard Rich gets the highest position in the land. He's also made Lord Chancellor of England. But it's a wasted life. He dies in his bed. For us, we're challenged by today's reading. Perhaps the best way we can enact this generous love is right in the families. Because in the family, we're known and accepted. We can't pull the wool over anyone's eyes. People know who we are, especially our siblings, our parents. But it's there that we can really carry out what the woman did. Be the first to forgive, to reconcile when there's harm done in the family, to be generous, to say a kind word, a word of encouragement, to share the last that we have, not seeking any return, but there in the family would be a beautiful place to enact what our readings are asking us to do, because the family is the foundation of society and culture. We have healthy families, we have a healthy church, healthy society. Well, the second insight is that God not only notices, He acts. He responds. And we see this in the first reading. We have another poor widow. She's even in a worse state because she's a non-Jew. And there's a drought in the land. She's down to her last meal. God sends the prophet Elijah to this woman because Elijah's also hungry. God says, go to her and she will take care of you. But she has nothing. Elijah the prophet comes to her and says, bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. Now that should sort of remind us of something else that was said in the Gospels by Jesus himself. When he was thirsty at a well and he asked a woman who was in great need to give him a drink. Out of her need, she's generous, and she does. And Jesus says to her, out of you will flow waters springing up to eternal life. And Jesus reveals who he is as a Messiah. And she goes to her town, and the whole town is converted. In today's first reading, this woman responds, I have nothing, just one last meal, a little flour in a jar and oil in a jug. Notice what Elijah says. Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself. That seems a strange request, but it's the whole foundation of tithing. Tithing is an important concept in the Old Testament where it's commanded in the Law of Moses that people give the first fruits of their harvest into the temple. Here, Elijah is telling this poor woman, first, give me a little of what you have. And she's obedient. And then everything flows from there. The jar of flour multiplies, as does the oil. And she's able to live for a year. We're challenged again by that. Because in the New Testament, Jesus also is wanting us to give the first fruits of our life to him, his church. Now, he doesn't have a limit of 10%, which was basically the Old Testament, because there's so much more that's been given to us, the whole life of grace. But this is what he does say. This is in Luke's Gospel. 
Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Now that's a challenge because we have to trust God like this woman had to trust that if she gave the little of what she had left, God would provide the rest. One last point. In the first reading, notice that it's a little bit of flour and oil. Those are types foreshadowing what we're going to receive here today and the whole sacramental life of the church. Because Jesus gave everything he had and was on the cross, laid it all down for the Father and for us, superabundant life now continues to flow and multiply for us day after day. Many of us go to daily Mass and we receive the bread of life. Here we're going to receive it in just a few minutes. But there's again that principle. Jesus laid it down and now we have this overflowing superabundance of grace. And it'll never run out. Here we have an opportunity to imitate Jesus and the woman and give the very essence of who we are to the church, to one another, and ultimately, as Jesus says, it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give, with the measure you get back. Let us praise the Lord, open our hearts and our needs to one another, share what we have, and rejoice in the generosity of God.